everyone and welcome back to So What Are We Watching? I'm John Paul. And I'm Andrew. And today we're going to be talking about DC and the future of it. As we had discussed in the previous episode, we are going to do this. So, Andrew, tell me, what have you been watching? Um, I haven't really been to the cinema recently. Uh, I was about to go, actually go to cinema like the other week, but I just decided to watch a film at home instead, so... Considering you know the topics we're talking about today, including um, James Gunn, which we'll get on later, uh, I watched *Brightburn*, which came out in 2019, which was directed by James Gunn, uh, which is basically the horror version of Superman's origins, even though it's not directly Superman, but you know it's kind of like Superman, kind of thing like *Injustice*. Um, no, but instead of like Clark, it's uh, Byers, I think it's Byers or Briars, or Brandon Byers. So I think it's I think it's that. Mm-hmm. Um, like BB instead of like CC. Um, you know, same same kind of route. Like, oh, came out of space. Um, couple on a farm, adopt him, and then when he's like a kid and all that, they kind of realize like, oh, he's got these powers. Then he kind of goes on like this self discovery journey. He's just like, oh, I'm super strong, and then it kind of takes like a dark twisted turn because. Uh, the spaceship thing that he landed in kind of starts telling him, you know, oh, take the world, murder people. And then stuff kind of goes from there. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 a, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun little horror superhero flick. It's not comedic, but it's, you know, it's, it's short, sweet. Um, James Gunn's done plenty of horror films before, actually. Um, surprising for the person who did Scooby-Doo. Um, I was going to ask does it have James Gunn's flair yeah it definitely does have uh, James Gunn's flair it's definitely recognisable as a James Gunn film I'm pretty sure this was produced by Sony actually this film Um, I remember the whole like controversy around it and all that but then there's like some sort of like set up in the post credit scene with obviously um, he's in literally every James Gunn film uh, Michael Rucker, um, because I mean he starred in one of other James Gunn's horror films, which was Sliver. Um, he's in the end. And he's talking about like, oh, you got this evil like super being kid, and then you've got all these other like evil superheroes around the world. Kind of basically like it, kind of like a spoof of like a, an evil Justice League, like horror Justice League. Um, but it does have that flair. It's not a comedic flair, but it's definitely got elements of gun in it. Um, it, there's not too much I can say about the film, you know. Um, yeah. The gore is done well. I mean, it's not entirely the best. Most of it is like CGI gore. Um, but there are some like you know moments where you kind of like uh, cringe away from the screen. That that it's like, oh, that's pretty graphic. Although I'm pretty sure it was like a fifteens. Um, I I think it makes it more terrifying. This it's a kid, not like a full grown like Superman, like or super human being, like hybrid sort of thing. But it's, it's like a kid who's probably like about eleven, twelve, and he's just like going around like, oh yeah, I've got laser eyes. I'll make this like homemade mask cape thing, and I'll go around murdering people I don't like. And it, you know, it's just it's a little bit slow at first, then gets there, and then kind of goes all out in the second half. Um, but like slow yeah. suspense building. Um, I mean, you definitely don't cheer for the kid. The kid is a bit weird in it, actually. So you're kind of like, oh, you know, he's a bit evil. I, I mean, he is evil, but just in in more like a an introvert sort of way, rather than like someone you can actually kind of uh, um, root for. He's just just unnerving, which is you know kudos for the kid actually. Although I'm pretty sure he's probably like 18 now, maybe 19. Um, yeah, I've I've watched it a few times, and each time I don't get bored of it. I kind of like uh, you know simple simple story, uh, nothing that's not been done before. Considering this is based off Superman, um, some interesting camera work, interesting music choices. Uh, yeah. That's that's what I've been watching. Um, what have you been watching? 
Well, being in Bangor, it doesn't really offer that much for cinema, so I've had to just rely on streaming services or DVDs. Um, and when we decided to talk about Warner Brothers and DC and stuff, I decided to go back and revisit some good films I actually really do like, and that's the Fantastic Beast films. Talking about okay. Harry Potter has got me back into that mood again. And I do love those films. They are flawed. They have problems, but I genuinely do love them. They still have that did Harry Potter feel to me. The, um, did you end up watching uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore? Or... Yeah, so I didn't watch that in cinema because I actually forgot it was uh... coming out and I was at uni at the time. So my brother basically bought it. So when I went back to Manchester, we decided to watch it at his. And I really like it. Jude, Jude Law as Dumbledore is amazing. I mean, a bit of film news as well, if you don't mind me just incorporating into this little bit. Um, sure. Fantastic Beasts is possibly cancelled. I've heard rumours that because of the change of Warner Brothers' head, there is a rumour that they have cancelled the Fantastic Beasts franchise and are going towards making more films but expanding that universe but not down that route. Okay. And... I mean, to be fair, there wasn't a lot of source material that it could have gone off anyway. I mean, yeah, sure, you got the Harry Potter books, but isn't wasn't that originally like Fantastic Beasts, like uh, just based off like a short little book thing that was more like a journal? So yeah, like, so uh, the there were there were I think three books that J.K. Rowling had written after Harry Potter, and they were the Tales of Beedle the Bard, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them. And I think one related to Quidditch, which is a sport in the Harry Potter universe. Um, so, fan- so the Fantastic Beast book is part of film just around Quidditch. Yeah, so basically, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them book is basically just a book written by someone called Newt Scamander talking about animals, and then she's incorporated into Dumbledore's backstory in the Deathly Hallows book. I think it was perfect, and but it was flawed at the same time. Um, which I am sad that it has been cancelled because I don't like when there's not really an ending to a story, which I've put myself into, and especially in a universe which I do love. But yeah. I really am going to miss those films. But I can't do anything about it. But I still would rate them about 9 out of 10. I, I don't know if you've watched them all, and I don't know if you have the same feeling that I do towards them, because I know it is heavily critically viewed, and it's, it's terrible in most critics' eyes. But I personally I love them. I like the first one. I, I, I like the first one. I wasn't a fan of the second and third one, uh, as as much as you know Johnny Depp's in the second one, but the third one, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this anyway in cinemas because they recasted uh, Depp. I mean, obviously, if you've listened to any of the previous episodes, you can already know my stance on that. Uh, I mean, and, the and to... the main problem with the Fantastic Beast film has been mainly the change of like actor for the character Grindelwald, because in three films, like yeah. the first film, it made sense. But throughout three films, they've changed from... I cannot remember the guy's name, sadly, from the first one, but he was amazing. Uh, I think it was Colin Farrell, I think. Yeah, Colin Farrell. And then it was Johnny Depp. um... No, because he played Penguin in the Batman. Yeah, wasn't it revealed at the end of, like, um, Fantastic Beasts anyway, that Colin Farrell was... It it was kind of just his disguise, and it was Johnny Depp. Yeah, so that's what I meant by, like, it was incorporated into, like, the narrative of the film. And then Mads Mikkelsen... Um, took over as Grindelwald in the third film. They are all talented actors, but I didn't really like that fact of changing this actor. I mean, it did make sense at the time about why they did it, but I it sort of takes me out of the narrative when there's this character that has three different actors throughout three films. Like maybe yeah. if it was like when it when it was Dumbledore in the first Harry Potter films, it made sense because sadly. The, the original Dumbledore actor did pass away, so Michael Gambon had to had to take over from that role. Mm-hmm. But that made sense, and that was easy to go with because it did make sense. But when there's three actors for a film, like for a character in three films, it takes me out of it completely. Okay. Um, which I know you said you was watching Fantastic Beasts, but which one was it that you was watching? Was it just one in general, or did you watch just all of them? So I watched the first one, um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the original one. And yeah, it's just magical, it's perfect, it's beautiful, it's it's a really good film which follows on from a franchise which was 
critically amazing and budget-wise amazing and box office-wise amazing. But apart from that, that's all I really have to say about what I've been watching. Okay, fair enough then. Uh, okay, so that kind of takes us... I mean, now we've been talking about Warner Bros. films and James Gunn, you know, conveniently takes us into our main topic, which is... DC. The state of DC. So, um, yeah, so where, where, where do we start? <laughs> where do we start with this, John? That's a very good idea and I think we should start from the very beginning. Well not the very beginning but a particular fall of the DC as it were and that is Zack Snyder's Justice League or just Zack Snyder's universe and I believe that you should start this off Andrew and then I shall follow with you. Well there was no first of all there was no fall um, and I mean all I'm going to say is obviously like no the first okay start from the beginning okay first film of this cinematic universe before it even became the cinematic universe which would have been the DC film that came after or before um, Watchmen which was Man of Steel which is a perfect DC film um, for many many of reasons and you cannot deny it because Henry Cavill is Superman um, I've, I've never seen I've never seen Man of Steel but I know it is cinematically beautiful, beautiful and Perfect. I, but I, I guess. Back for a reason. If the, if it wasn't. Yeah. That good. So, but yeah. Start from there, and then, what was the next DC film after that? Was it Suicide Squad? Was it Batman vs Superman? I believe it was. I believe it was Batman vs Superman, and then Suicide Squad came after. Okay. Because I think Batman vs Superman introduced Batman, and then Batman was in the Suicide Squad film. Yeah, this is also the other thing too. So Batman, Batman vs Superman, when that came out, that wasn't, um, you know, that well received. And then we kind of found out that you know, when, once they did like a director's cut of that, it actually made it so much better. Um, but then you know, there was, lo- I mean, there was critics panning at the time saying, "Oh, it's too dark; it takes itself too seriously." Compared to like Marvel at the time, which had already had like a, about. How many films? Probably like twenty. Not maybe not even that many, but like you know, near near enough to twenty. Um, and and it, to be fair, this is the same year that um, Civil War came out, so there was kind of like competition, just like right, we both need to get these sort of films out. Don't know if Zach had any idea of that, but I, know, I do know he just wanted to do his own thing, and he was kind of basing it off the uh, the Dark Knight uh, Returns comic. Um, which is what the bit bat suit, the the you know the crypt, um, Superman one is kind of based off with the Kryptonite spear in that. Um, but I mean, the director's cut, um, which is a lot better than the actual film itself. But I still liked it anyway. And then we obviously we got the introduction to Diana in that uh, Wonder Woman, and then I believe after that it was Suicide Squad. Same thing with that. That when that first got announced, it was you know it actually looked good. Then when it got released, I mean, to be fair, Suicide Squad is kind of like a guilty pleasure of mine. I actually still like what they came out with, but it's not as good as it could have been. But somewhere in the middle, studio interference with David Ayer's vision, and they kind of just made it into this kind of glorified music video movie instead. Like, there were so many more elements that actually would have led into Justice League, um, I, I, I believe, anyway. And then Justice League obviously came out, and at first, you know, with the trailers, it was like a very different tone. And then somewhere in between uh, filming and directing that and all that, Zack Snyder had to kind of step down because his um, his daughter, Autumn, uh, had committed suicide. And so he, you know, had time to grieve. So they kind of got, uh, to be fair, he already shot like... I'm pretty sure it was like night, like majority of the movie, and like, but like there was a lot of like unfinished stuff anyway. Um, so they got in Joss Whedon, obviously who had done uh, Avengers um, and uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and other films like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Cabin in the Woods, etc., etc. And then they brought in Geoff Johns too, and then obviously that got theoretically released, bad reception. And everybody's like, what the hell's going on? This is supposed to be a Zack Snyder film. And then that's kind of... From there, that's kind of where the universe kind of, like, went into a decline, and they had no idea what they wanted to do. 
and then that's kind of when that hashtag started of kind of trending you know restore like uh, release the snyder not restore that's later on uh release the snyder cut because snyder started opening up about you know what happened and all that some of the actors like ray fisher um and batfleck uh, batfleck uh ben affleck and that kind of started opening up about the actual uh production um and yeah yeah i was pretty sure like gal gadot came out with like some sexual harassment yeah. like stuff too um, there was a lot of controversy surrounding how joss whedon treated the cast and, of and justice G. league geoff johns yeah and yeah. then, you know, obviously, like, it took, like, three, four years, but it finally happened, uh, because it came out, like, was it last year, or was it 2020 that it came out? I'm pretty sure it was, like, last uh, year. I'm pretty sure it was 2020, no, I think it was 2020. Yeah. I'm pretty sure um, it was, I'm pretty sure it was either during COVID or just after, I believe, because it was released the- digitally. Yeah, with the down because uh, Zack Snyder started like kind of cryptically like releasing stuff in Vero, which is kind of like an it's like an Instagram alternative platform. But he, he starts uploading a lot of stuff down there uh, that currently doesn't really use anything else aside from that. And people kind of like you know l- l- I remember like all these people calling us like haters and cultists and that uh, and saying you know it doesn't exist. And then one day he just after like cryptically just like hinting at stuff, showing like stuff that wasn't finished. He kind of showed the film reel, like the actual like uh, vault thing, and saying it doesn't exist. Of course it does. And then somewhere down that line, HBO Max and Zack Snyder kind of said, you know what, it's going to happen. So they kind of made it a four-hour-long film with extra footage for HBO Max exclusively, shot in like a certain um, frame. That got released. One of those reviews is to kind of release the actual numbers and all that. Um, but from there, you know, massive success. But then they said uh, that's kind of the end of Zack Snyder's trilogy, which is like, that's not true. And then he started releasing plans. Although, to be fair, I'm pretty sure you like don't agree with any of the future plans, like or what the universe is, because you joked at the whole thing. But... Um, you know, sometime after that, he start he started working with Netflix. He's, he's doing a lot of more Netflix stuff now, so I think he's way too busy. But then, uh, you know, DC is releasing a bunch of films now. Obviously, none of them are doing as good. Like you know, the two, like the Suicide Squad that came out, thought it was a good film. I I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was for a James Gunn film and all that. Surprisingly, that didn't do too well. Um, you know, and with the controversy around a lot of the films coming out recently and a lot of projects being cancelled, like um, Batgirl. Um, and, you know, with the Ezra Miller controversy, Amber Heard, uh, a bunch of other DC projects being cancelled by HBO Max, um, you know, having to recast, redo, reshoot. And then more recent news, you know, with the, with the, there's been quite a lot of, like, switch in leadership, too. That's the thing, like, there's been a lot of, like, execs gone, um, a lot of leadership uh, gone. And now uh, we've got David and we've got James Gunn. And obviously, I've announced Man of Steel too. I do know it's a different director. I do know it'll be a different writer. But it looks like they're trying to kind of reconnect it back. But obviously, with Black Adam too, that hasn't done too well. I just think they're kind of running out of options. And I'm not saying they should bring Zack Snyder back because Zack Snyder has actually kind of you know commented in the whole like uh, James Gunn situation, saying you know I wish him all the best, like uh, that you know I support it. So. That's fair enough. I am open to the idea of going back to this universe and watching it, but there has to be a change in direction to what they're doing currently. Because what what I mean, the the DC Black Label stuff, which uh, that that's why I want to name it DC Black Label stuff, because you know totally different to the main universe. You got you know uh, Patterson's the Batman. You've got um, the Joker, and you've got the Joker Two that's coming out. Totally different films, like to- tonally and like everything else compared to the main universe which it still has no idea what it wants to be and it's still trying to follow the Marvel formula and they should just fall back to Zack Snyder but I've, in all honesty as much as I'm a Snyder supporter I do think it's a bit too late as much as I stand by the hashtag Restore the Snyderverse, like a lot of the fandom now is kind of just calling it quits even though like a lot of people are still going to try you know, get hope and all that it, it, it kind of looks like very unlikely um, so, but yeah, that's uh, 
too fat that's like a really messy history i've kind of said but yeah that's kind of how it's all stemmed from but well i think i think you should let me have my input on what my view is on these Zack snyder go verse on and stuff go on go on john so i will i will i will admit that controversy and director's courts have definitely clouded majority of the history of the Zack snyder verse but the one like i i like those films i I appreciate those films. I did see a few did of them in cinemas. Did you ever watch Zack Snyder's Justice League at all? Yeah, so I, wa- I watched... I mean, I didn't watch Zack Snyder's cut. I've seen clips and I've seen the differences. So you actually but haven't I, watched it? But, no, but I've seen I've seen the original Justice League and that was fine for me. I didn't mind it. I, I think yeah. I, I think the one thing... I think the one thing that really annoys me a little bit is that it's been years and it's been a long time and people just can't let it go because it's just trying to hold on to something that could have been. The plans that he had set out for the future after Justice League were messy, they were sloppy and not that many people liked them. Zack Snyder's a talented director and a writer and planner, I'll give him that, but I definitely prefer the grounded nature of DC rather than the Superman and like this outer universe aspect of DC. Zack Snyder just wanted to expand it a bit too big in my liking. But when I look at Joker or Batman, if they were to make a universe from that, if they were to interconnect the Joker and the Batman films in some way, maybe that's not possible because I think his name Barry Keoghan, something like that. He's playing Joker in Batman. So I I feel like it might not be possible to connect those two universes of Joker and Batman from those two films. But I mean, they still could. There's a possibility. I mean, I, I yeah, like I know that, I know there's a possibility, but I'm just saying that I definitely prefer that because it's better for me narrative-wise. Like yeah. Zack Snyder wanted DC to be too too much too much like Marvel, and he wanted to do it at a fast pace. That's well, why okay, these I'm films released as, in a quick there. succession. I'm gonna have to I mean, disagree you can't... with you there. Um, I mean, that's what this episode about. We're both agreeing, disagreeing, and we both have very different. I mean, two okay. What are you saying about some of the points I can agree with? Fair enough. But the one thing I want to disagree with is the comparison to Marvel and Zack Snyder. You can compare it after what they did with uh, Justice League and all that. Everything, every film after that was more Marvel-like than anything that Zack Snyder did. Like, Man of Steel does not resemble anything from uh, Marvel, that his, his Justice League and his Batman vs Superman does not resemble anything like that. everything that was after that. You got you got Shazam, you've got Wonder Woman, um, you've got uh, Black Adam, you've got Aquaman, uh, Birds of Prey. Oh my god, god awful film! Don't even want to talk about it. Um, not as bad as anything films. Zack Snyder's made. <laughs> no, Birds of Prey was rubbish. I'm only joking. Not like, um, not like I've even no, said, but, like... But, like, but like... Yeah, and also, Snyder never planned to do a cinematic universe. He planned to just have a franchise. There was no, like, yeah, there was, yeah, there was a universe, but it was a cinematic. It was basically just like, okay, he's got... He's, because that's... Have you ever watched any of the animated films? But the... Um, what, so, like, the, the Batman ones, or just uh, anything yeah. in DC that's animated? Uh, they've, they've kind of changed the slate now. They've kind of like rebooted a bit, but it's kind of like based off like the new Fifty Two, like DC Comics. But um, there was like you know there was like Justice League, um, and then there's like Justice League War, Justice League Apocalypse War, Justice League Doomsday, and all that. Um, Batman versus Robin, uh, Teen Titans. There was there was all these animated movies, right? And basically, they kind of did it like their own universe, but then they ended it at like such and such a thing. And that's kind of like the route that, kind of like, it, it wasn't like a, you know, like, oh, we need a massive franchise of films, but it was a good order enough that you knew where to end it. I think that's what Snyder was trying to do. It was kind of like, right, okay, I've got the introduction to this. No, not everybody needs their own solo film, but he wanted, it wasn't like too much of a rushed instruction because you don't like. Uh, like Mar- Marvel started off slow, obviously, and then they kind of got to it now. To, but I mean, to be fair, they're introducing way too many people at, at too many times. But you know, that the ever-growing universe or multiverse. Zack Snyder was basically like he was trying to have like a set franchise, just a set number of films before he's like, right, gone, that's it. Someone else can take the reins. And his plans were obviously just in in like a 
chronological order and not like a spin-off order like each film actually makes sense it's all tied into dark side and all tied into stefan wolf and all that whereas all these other films now are kind of just like ignore ignoring it or you know um but it was it was all to do with um you know the dark side and that's I'd be, yeah, okay i can understand the whole disagreement about the whole um batman and, and lois lane having a baby fair enough yeah that is a bit weird um but he had a set thing in place what he wanted to do he had a set thing he was you know hell where where's the cyborg movie john it's been like you know so many years we haven't got that yet I wonder what happens to that. Yes, but no, when no, no, Sa- I mean, when I'm saying when I'm saying that I'm comparing Zack Snyder's universe to Marvel, I mean that. I'm just saying like, but I'm not saying I'm not comparing it to like what happens with like Shazam or Black Adam. I'm just saying when I compare Zack Snyder to Marvel, it is pretty much like Marvel in my aspect. And then when you look at what Matt's, Matt Reeves has done with Batman, and I can't remember the director again for the Joker film, but the Joker and the Batman are so more original. Marvel, but Zack Snyder did copy a lot from Marvel in terms of setting up this big baddie in this team-up movie and and like a civil war between two enemies. I do feel like it is a form of... I can compare them both together because they are both very similar. They are both trying to create a universe within cinema. I don't think, like, if Marvel wasn't there, I really don't think there would have been a DC universe like that on screen unless it was for Marvel. I can fair enough. I can on a neutral. The one thing, the one thing that I really don't understand, and the one thing that I don't agree with, is the fact that people fans can't let the Snyderverse go and appreciate the new original DC films that are being produced, like Joker, like Joker Two's being produced, Batman Two's being produced, and they are creating their own little universe with, especially Batman. I don't, I don't agree with the. um, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you this. I don't agree with the toxicity from some of the fandom that is going towards, like you know, the hate for um, uh, Robert Pattinson and the Joker films. Like that, these, you know, they're separate from this whole universe itself. Those films, like you said, the grounded. I'd rather much prefer if those were the sort of films out now more than the. I mean, it sounds very typical, like old DC, like you know, not not bright and colorful, but like you know, grounded and gritty and. You know, a little bit more like uh, realistic, not having to be like, oh, there's a moral message at all these Marvel films, you know, or, or like the moral message in each DC film, right? You need, you just need something that's got a good narrative. And obviously, I'd rather prefer, like, to be fair, there are so many things they could do, like, even if it's not specifically grounded, there's so many things they could do in this, like, in the darker DC universe. Like, you know, or, or, like, they're bringing back Constantine, for God's sake. Like, that was a great film. Yeah, sure, not grounded but for what it was you know Keanu Reeves great hell if they made like a Swamp Thing film made it like a horror film get James Wan to do it kind of base it off the series that they made which by the way was cancelled after 13 episodes wonder by who Warner Brothers uh I don't know just just interesting things not you know do do something different I'm not saying like bring Snyder back as much as I want that would be great even if it was like for one more movie fair enough Still holding out hope that it might happen, something might happen, but even then, is he with that, or does it need to be a completely different change of direction? And I feel like at a certain point, they kind of just need to refresh. They kind of just, you know, need to either refresh or like soft reboot it again, and kind of be like, right, okay. It's just more the uh, fact that I feel like people jumped onto the hashtag just to be toxic, just to push agendas across social no. media. But I just feel like people didn't. Well, people I, were being I a bit selfish with, with saying about restoring the Snyderverse because the kind of like what happened and why Zack Snyder had to leave that film with his was it his daughter committing suicide. Yeah, I just oh. sort of feel like that whole that going being trying to get pushed back into that universe when you lost your child while you were making those films. I feel like it's selfish in the context of you're pushing me back into that bad experience. Yeah, I mean, with with the current hashtag restore the Snyderverse, I can agree with that. Um, release the Snyder Cut was never to do with toxicity. That was, you know, I mean, I've, I've no. I'm just saying about restore the Snyderverse as well, yeah, specifically, restore, restore specifically the... with restoring the Snyderverse. Yeah, that but that's toxicity currently. Like I've seen, but to be fair, the fandom is actually kind of split into two. Actually, like I've, I'm in a few groups 
And half the people are kind of being like, you know, there's like two different sides of toxic. One of them's just like, you know, forget it, he's never coming back. Stop, you know, but, but just shut up and get what you deserve. But um, that's there's probably more than two different sides. But yeah, the, the actual, you know, the original one was never to do with toxicity. You can understand what, what it was for. It was, a, you know, even him for himself in the beginning of the actual film, it goes for Autumn. This is like, you know, this is his kind of like, not life's work, but just like it was, it's a big part of his you know, legacy, and, you know, it's a big part of, like, you know, uh, racial equality, uh, justice, um, ha, justice, um, but, yeah, the Restored Snyderverse one is definitely a little bit more toxic now, um, for sure, or at least now it's, it's got more of a, a toxic narrative due to, like, a lot of people that can't just be like, right, we got it, if we can't get the rest of the universe now, it's just like, okay, fair enough. So I can agree with that. I'll be. I'll say fair play. I'm at uh, uh, cr- crossroads. Is the cross is crossroads the right term? With uh, yeah, I'm at crossroads with you. And I'll be like right, okay. The restored Snyderverse thing is toxic in a way, but it depends who's using it. But it, it's it's a shame to be fair because the fandom was a great fandom until the toxicity started coming in, and now it's just like right, okay. I don't even know if I want to support anymore. Which I'm I'm, I'm I actually am on that. Pestle, like I've I've actually considered like just leaving these groups and all that, and kind of just giving DC a little bit of a chance because like a lot of these you know toxic execs and toxic people like the the, the you know like the um, the directors the executives the producers and all that 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 mishandled like a lot of them laugh now we've got new leadership fair enough I might give a chance and with these you know new other films coming out fair play there's still bits of problems and bits of roots left to kind of like pull out of the the Warriors itself and all that, but only time can tell. So there might, you know, I might give it a chance. Depends on what films. I just know I'm staying far, far away from Aquaman 2 and The Flash. Me too. Shazam, I might give a chance. I've never watched Shazam in cinema. I watched the actual film. I'm just like, okay. I've seen Shazam. Shazam's very good. Right, okay. There are DC films that actually should have like a like like a, um, a positive kind of like funny vibe, and Shazam is one of them. Because think of it, he's a kid, Billy Batson's a kid, and all that. That that makes sense. Blue mm-hmm. Beetle, that's being produced. That makes sense too. The Flash, yeah, but I'm not going to watch it because you know um, reasons, which I've already probably. Discussed. It's like this is like this is my problem with this is the fact that. When people say about other DC films that have been released, they mainly look at ones that have interconnections to the Snyderverse, but there is hope for the DC in the sense of Batman, Joker. Joker was released about three years ago, I believe, 2019. Yeah. People sure never, Joker ever... started shooting, actually. No, but when, people, but when but people always seem to see that as a separate... part of a separate entity, in a way, because... They don't see it as DC; they just see it as something else. Because when people say, "Oh yeah, the DC is such in is like is in a state right now," they never mention Joker. People just or see ba- DC or more the as Batman. Sa- because I feel yeah, like all the Batman. It, because it's not. it's just that people see people see the Snyderverse as DC, but then they don't. But then if Matt Reeves makes the Batman, they see that as just the Batman, not DC. I don't know if that's the, that's, that's, own, that's like, why the toxicity. Things, that's why. That's why the toxicity irritates me because people say, "Oh yeah, DC is so, so crap right now." Sorry, not officer. People say DC is in a bad state right now, but it isn't. There is there is separate universes being constructed, or separate franchises being constructed. But people are feel, so focused I feel like, on the Snyderverse. I feel like on the subject of hope, I feel like on the subject of hope. So we're not arguing about Snyder too much, actually. Um, we should get on to James Gunn. Okay. So that I mean that was recently announced, and obviously we mentioned that last time. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give him a chance. Um, I I like the Suicide Squad for what it was. Um, I definitely think he handled the characters well. Uh, yeah, sure, comedic, but I mean that's gun style. Um, and also just it was you know to be fair, it kind of suited the whole vibe too, especially with that like you know the weird stuff like you know just oh out of nowhere, bizarre, um, bizarro what. Uh, Starro, and also you got uh, Peter Capaldi as uh, the thinker, so that's kind of funny too. Um, but it, it, I think certain DC projects should have different tones. I think that's what they should do. 
Like, in, instead of having, like, one formulatic tone, they should have a different tone for each movie. Make it each movie, rather than, like, uh, you know, how, like, was it Martin Scorsese was saying, like, um, like, you know, Marvel films have kind of turned, like, cinemas into, like, um, theme parks now. I feel like what DC should do best, uh, what they should go back to, is kind of just, like, making each film different and not just, like, you know, the same, like, narrative. Like, like you know, the end, like, you know what I'm kind of tired and sick of now? As much as, like, it's a whole new thing. Like, like you were saying before, which, I mean, I liked in the Snyderverse thing, but now I don't like how they're doing it now. But it's just, like, all these, like, massive battles and massive enemies. Like, we don't get any superhero films about people actually saving anybody now. Like, like a simple, like, why do we need, like, a main villain all the time? Why can't it just be, like, a film about, you know, like, like someone just saving, like, people from something rather than from, like, a super... Because it's... it's I kind of realize that, like, um, watching quite a lot of the other stuff. You know, you've got like Infinity War. You've got like, I mean, I mean, fair enough that. But you've got like all the films after that. It's it's it was never about like superheroes saving people. It's more to do with like superheroes confronting something else that's got nothing to do with like normal average people. So, but that's when, but that's when superhero films become stale because the whole construction of of a film basically is to have this enemy in front of you. This enemy that you constantly go yeah, through the narrative together. Yeah, I can understand having the enemy in front of you, but at least actually have some superheroing in it, rather than it just being. But I mean, like, the act of destroying that nemesis. enemy is saving people. Yeah, because most of the time it's just like, ha, my nemesis, and I'll just destroy the sea. Well, not it. So, like, no, but like, I feel like if you had somebody just flying around a city to save people, I feel like that would get very stale. It's more that's more of a YouTube no. vlog than a movie. Oh, imagine like a YouTube vlog superhero film. I know. Funny. I was I was thinking that they possibly pretty, could do that with Spider-Man. Sure they've done that. They did it. Found footage, uh, I think it was Legion or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was Legion. Um, that had. Um, anyway, it was the guy who played uh, Green Goblin in um, Amazing. Oh, Spider-Man Willem Dafoe. 2. No, well, Amazing Spider-Man Two, uh, New Goblin, not Green Goblin. Oh, I'm Harry not Osborne. too sure. I'm not he, too he sure what the actor's called. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, back to James Gunn. Yeah, so stemming back to James Gunn, do you have I'm gonna hope for the... I want to give him a chance. Yeah, me too. He's, he's done superhero films before. Fair enough, I don't really like how he's treated Drax. But, you know, David Tisa likes working with Thing anyway. So I'm hoping, you know, now... Yeah, that's also another thing. I'm actually kind of hopeful about that because now we've got Gunn. I know Dave Batista's been dying to this for ages. Bane. Um, Bane. Imagine that. Dave I think he'd be one Bane. of the best he would be one of the best Banes that we've ever seen live action. Or, I mean yeah, obviously there's not that much competition in the Bane I'm, area. I'm pretty sure there was like, discussions about like either trying to get I don't know how to do this, but Jason Momoa as um, uh, Lobo, either that or yeah, Kyle Lerman, like, that, that would I believe, so well. Yeah, because Jason Momoa really likes that and he has all the comics I believe and he wants to do it. So hopefully it happens. I just feel yeah. like the way to the way to escape the state DC is in is that if they do just basically say, "Yep, yeah, that's a separate universe." Now let's go on to another universe and just have fresh faces and fresh characters. I mean, you can bring back Jason Momoa, you can bring back Henry Cavill, but incorporate them maybe yeah into the into the same roles, but not too similar to Snyder's. You know, with. How far the Flash was going to go is like if they did it as a Flashpoint, they kind of could have just soft rebooted the whole universe, and then it would have made more sense. It, and then they could have done done whatever they wanted, and then because then then obviously then they don't have to have you know any like ties or anything like that. So Snyder don't have to have any ties or anything else. It'd just be a completely new timeline. Bring back some of the like, actors and all that, depending on what you want to do with it, and just be like, right, it's a totally new thing, totally fresh start. We've got the actors that you want back. We're going to do some new things. We're going to do it a different way. We'll see how it is. That would work so perfectly. But then Ezra Miller had to do all the stuff they did, and it just ruined there is everything. Another hope for the DC universe. Which is... So what I've heard is that before he accepted the role, he had talked to Kevin Feige regarding whether to take it or not, and he said that he Kevin Feige said sure. And apparently they talked about the possibility of a DC and Marvel crossover. I think they want to focus it more as a special rather than an actual entry into their universes, but I feel like that would actually be pretty cool, personally. 
definitely. I mean, they have to set up more, a few more characters to do it because obviously Marvel has this massive gallery, like catalog of characters now, especially with like the series and all that. So that's what I mean about having like a bit of a special. Like, imagine if like they were like, oh yeah, a secret special being aired only on Disney Plus or on HBO Max and Disney Plus, and they brought back the original six Avengers, and it was them against Batman and Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Cyborg. Yeah, that would be fun. Definitely. Like, just well, as a special, not as something that wrecks continuity or anything like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that would be fun. That would definitely be fun to do. Um, but yeah, I have I have faith in James. I definitely know he's interested in doing some other characters, actually. Like, he said he wants to do Mr. Terrific, which I definitely think is a definitely uh, uh, an interesting idea to to do um i really want to cover i don't if uh, I, I do know they were actually planning that film and then it got cancelled uh which was a new gods film which was to do like apocalypse and um all that uh oh, there's mr terrific and there's another person too i forgot what his name is uh i think it's like miracle man or something like that oh not mr ah, i forgot what his name is um but I, I, I definitely feel like they they he will do something good with the universe, and I have, I have I have faith and I have hope. So, we'll, but we'll see. But I'm just not going to see any of the films that are going to come out currently. Maybe Shazam Two, Fury of the Gods. I might watch that, but if it's Black Adam, not watching that. Um, an Aquaman and Flash, no. But I'm definitely not opposed to anything that comes out afterwards. Depend, I think it it also just stems on like who's directing it and who's doing it. So, which I'll give it a chance. But you know, but I, now then then again, I you know I'm not like I'm not gonna be toxic and saying like oh I'm gonna stick mainly to Snyder stuff because I know Snyder actually is supporting this. So you know it's it's. It's kind of like I'm getting his um, permission. It's just like, right, you can do this now because you know the, it's in good hands. James Gunn and all that, and also Snyder's way too busy with Netflix now. You know, he's got um, Army of the Dead, uh, which did that. I like that. Army of Thieves haven't watched. He's got Realm Moon coming out, which I, I'm excited for that actually too. So that's gonna be. Oh, I want to tell you this. It's not like Star Wars, it's more like, think um, Samurais in space sort of thing uh, I mean, I mean, obviously I can see the, like, the whole Jedi thing, but it's like not to do with that, it's more to do with like, so um, I think the plot is a bunch of uh, like criminals and like, you know, like pirates and all that come to this planet, and they kind of want like food and all that, otherwise they're like, in the kind of there like looting a bunch of stuff and the farmers kind of need to like, recruit like a bunch of like uh, protectors and all that to help and like to protect their homelands and all that otherwise people will destroy the planet if they don't get what they want so it's kind of like you know like samurai is like kind of like protecting like a sacred like land sort of thing and like you know that'd be sick so but I'm, from the images and all that I've seen from that that's going to look great but yeah um is there anything can I ask DC wise we need to talk about I have a question which isn't linked to DC, but it is linked to James Gunn. Okay. If I'm allowed to ask it. Go on. So, with James Gunn being in good hands at Warner Brothers, do you reckon there's a chance of a Scooby-Doo 3? Possibly. You know what I'd love them to do? Kind of like, mm-hmm. a, not like a Logan style film, but kind of like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like it'll be like a legacy sequel, so it'll be like, you know, what I mean, how long ago was Scooby-Doo 2? Monsters Unleashed. Oh god, it was 2000 and something? Because I'm just thinking, it was just like, you know, imagine like, oh, so many years later, and it's like all the mystery gang, like, you know, um, Mystery Inc. um, gang is um, I think it was 2004. I think. I love love it if if they kind of did it on like how they did um, Ghostbusters Afterlife sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, oh, they get the gang back together for like one more mystery or not. It's like something's happened and but everybody's gone like the separate ways and it's just like, you know, oh we need to get this gang back together. We need to you know we need to solve One this final mystery. mystery. 
yeah it's like no the the city needs this art you know someone someone needs this like to solve this one more time sort of thing it's just like oh come on i mean it's cliche but it it would you know i'd, I'd love it especially if they got like all the cast back to like uh all the original um like matthew lillard and all that that would be sick so um and then bring back scrappy dude for some reason so exactly uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I, f- I feel like a Scooby-Doo reunion would be cool. Definitely. That I feel like it could happen. I definitely feel like it could happen. Uh, now James Gunn is at Warner Brothers. Um, anyway, I think that's all we can say about DC and James Gunn at the moment. Uh, Andrew, do you have any film news which you'd like to update us on? Uh, film news. Film news. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, I can't think anything. <laughs> well, I did mention this before, um, but yes, apparently the new head of Warner Brothers wishes to make a an eight oh no a ninth Harry Potter film, and that will be the Cursed Child. So after cancelling the Fantastic Beasts franchise, they are looking at making the like it was um, a theatrical release called the Cursed Child. And now they want to make that into a film. I do have I, I do have views on that. I don't like the Cursed Child. I don't like the context that's in the Cursed Child. Because isn't, isn't the Cursed Child basically just like like Harry Bellatrix and yeah, so Bellatrix and Voldemort had a child called Delphine, I believe her name is. I haven't read it in a long time, so I do apologize if I do get her name wrong. Um but another bit of film news is that I believe Black Panther Wakanda Forever has overtaken Black Adam at the box office. I still haven't not seen Black, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, but I'm not surprised as it has been stated to be one of the best films of Phase 4. And it has I an mean, amazing villain, kind of and the, the character anyway, development is amazing. I haven't, I haven't spoiled yeah. anything with myself, so I'm not looking at that. I'm waiting for it to be released in cinemas near me, which is in seven days, I think. It's being shown in Pontio near me. Um, so I mean, but this is DC news again. Um, but David uh, Slav, 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 David, Slav, whatever, uh, has basically kind of like announced plans for Batman. Um, and also, I mean, to be fair, a lot of people will know like the current state, which we we have like a bunch of Batmans now. Obviously, with uh, Ben Affleck back, we've got Mike, Michael Keaton being a Batman, and we've got Robert Pattinson. And then there was considering bringing back a fourth one, which was either Clooney or Bale. But they've kind of just recently said that it's going to be more focused and uh, there won't be four Batman. So they're just going to, it looks like they're just going to have like, you know, either one or two main Batmans. So it looks like they're going to just focus on, you know, a certain one particularly. So we're not going to have like a, like a, like a confusing mixture, which I feel like is a good thing because, you know, like, you know, there's one. We've only had like one Iron Man in like 20 years, and we've had like so many different Batman like in the past 20, 30 years. And it was just ridiculous to kind of like introduce all these. Um, oh, that's also a bit of news actually. Um, speaking of Batman, on a kind of sadder note, um, which it was announced during the weekend. Um, the voice of the uh, Batman the Animated Series, um, Batman Kevin Conroy, has passed away at the age sixty six. Um, according to his team, um, and I mean, it, it was an absolute icon. Um, I don't wasn't too sure exactly how he's passed away, but you know, he was pretty much a part of my childhood growing up. Um, and it's it's really sad to hear that news I mean, he's, he's he's a legend uh i mean obviously he works on the batman the animated series he works on the justice league animated series he works on the arkham games he was in the flash series actually as like a an elseworld batman um it's done all sorts and it's it, to just see like one of your like idols kind of like pass away it it's it is really saddening um but you know we will remember him in good memory. You know, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Um, I just have these words to say, which is, uh, he is the knight, he is vengeance, he is Batman. So, um, but yeah, a little bit of a 
a sadder note to the episode, which I, I didn't think would take. But... I saw Mark Hamill tweet out, obviously, in memory of him. And... Yeah. Well, you, you will be sorely missed, Kevin Conroy. Your yeah, he played Batman. Batman for a very, very long time and meant a lot to me, especially during like my childhood of playing both the Batman games and watching animations and just watching them on YouTube. If there was only to be ever one Batman, it would have to be Kevin Conroy, like the most iconic. Like you know, everybody can like say like you know argue who what, but the first ever introduction to Batman was Kevin Conroy for me, and he's. I remember, I was really into the CW universe, and I remember when I saw Kevin Conroy play Batman live action in that universe, and it did make me a little upset to be honest. Um, but yeah, he will definitely be missed, and it was a loss that I was not expecting, especially recently. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was in terms of when you, especially when you think about the age. It was a young guy, in in a, in a, in, a, in a way. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a sad that it's a life that was taken a bit too early type of thing. Like I said before, you will be sorely missed. So rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. We will miss you, and you are truly. Batman. Um, on that note, uh, that is me and John done for this episode. Um, you can, you know, let us know what your thoughts are about you know this episode and episode eleven, which was John's introduction episode, on our social media channels at So What Are We Watching, um, and. I'm pretty sure John said last time, which I haven't seen anybody do this yet, um, comment in the comment section below and with an answer to this question. So what have you been watching? Um, and if you would like to get in touch with us too, obviously you can go to our socials, but you can also email us at so what are we watching at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, that that is it as done for this episode. Do we have any ideas of what we're going to do for next episode? Um, I think it might be to do with the MCU. But until next time, that is me and John Dunn for this episode. Again, I've said that so many times. So we will see you next time. So bye. Bye.